Yeah, this is just exactly right. <laughs> that little green dot right there, yeah. that's what you want to kind of look at. That's where the camera is. Oh, so okay. if you look at that, you're making eye contact. Okay. And uh, we've already started, so you're just turning in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> They're not cutting this part. No, no, no. no. This oh, is, I this thought is we real. could edit. Okay. Nope, nope. We're, we're on. not editing okay. a darn All thing. Right. Okay. Uh, so, hey, everybody. This is John Arberg, and I am sad for anybody in the world who does not have Barbara Ortberg Harrison as a uh. sister. Um we grew up together. She was my first best friend. And I have never known the world without her in it. I identified with her so thoroughly <laughs> that when I was a little kid, if you asked me my name, because she was Barbara Lynn Ortberg, I would have told you I'm John Lynn Carl Lynn Ortberg Jr. <laughs> yeah. And that is a name that still comes. We still say that. Mm -hmm, quickly. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah, we watched dishes together, sang, went to school. Just did life. Yeah. Um, and uh, over these last couple of years, when things were so difficult uh, for me and Nance and our family, uh, I don't know if I could have made it without Barb. She would just drop everything and come on up and be with us and just be like this giant human comforter and hope. And if we needed her to stay longer, she would stay longer. Mm -hmm. And um, so thank you for coming on today. Uh, it's it's fun, I think. <laughs> I didn't know I was on when I was on, but I'm glad to be here. Yes. And my brother made me Swedish pancakes this morning, so bribed me to do it. I did. I did. Yep. Yep. And as you can already tell, Barb has one of the great laughs in the world mm. and um, has been through a hard journey on her own. So I thought I would read one little thing from this book, Renovation of the Heart, and um, then love to talk with you about it and get your thoughts on it. It's been you part can of do that. Your, your journey. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas writes about ideas in this chapter on the mind, and in page 100, he says, The single most important thing in our mind is our idea of God and the associated images. Mm. That's the single most important thing in our mind, mm. our idea of God, the associated images. And then he quotes A.W. Tozer, that our idea of God corresponds as nearly as possible to the true being of God mm. is of immense importance to us. This is so interesting. Compared with our actual thoughts about him, our creedal statements are of little consequence. Mm. Like we might have things that we think we're right supposed things. to believe, say yeah. the right thing, yeah. but our actual thoughts. Yes. Uh, our real idea of God may be buried under the rubbish of conventional religious notions, may require an intelligent and vigorous search mm. before it is finally unearthed and exposed for what it is, only after an ordeal of painful self-proming wow. are we likely to discover what we actually believe about God. Wow. So, Barb, I would love for you just to reflect on that and share anything right. you want to about okay. your journey with it. Uh, that That is so my journey um, for 65 years, 66 years. And... Um, Wait, you're two years older than me? Ah, wow. for six weeks. Not long, not long. When he was little, I always loved being two years older than him. And he would say, mm -hmm. there'll come a day when you won't <laughs> like that. And I think, no, we'll never be that old. And Now we are. We are, yeah. Yep. Um, 
I, I grew up in a, um, with John, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same There's church. There's a shocker. We, we went to the same church, yeah. yeah. And um, I thought a lot the last um, um, year or year and a half that one of the Sunday school songs that we sang, John could sing it with me if he wanted to, um, but it was Be Careful Little mm-hmm. Eyes, mm-hmm. What You See, mm-hmm. Be Careful Little Hands, where you, um, How You Act, Be Careful Little Feet, Where You Go, because the Father up above is looking down in mm-hmm. love, so be careful. And I realized I have been careful with oh, God gosh. my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a people pleaser, That's and I love giving and serving, but... You know, any strength taken to an extreme is a weakness, and it really was my addiction also. It was the way that I felt um, good about myself, and it was what I did when I felt anxious about something. Mm. And um, a year and a half ago, I just hit a wall where I couldn't give anymore, and I didn't know who I was if I couldn't give. And God gave me the gift of a depression. In fact, I remember hearing, I remember saying to him, I just wish I could have a year sabbatical, a year off. Um, Nancy called it, um, we were going to call it the year of me, and I was going to take a year. And my counselor at the time said, honey, I'd be happy if you took half a day once a month. (laughs) You're not going to take a year. And God gave me a year, but it was in the form of a depression because I did not have the ability to give up the addiction in myself Mm -hmm. of giving. And um, what happened was when I couldn't give, the voice that I've been trying to quiet all my life got so much louder, and Mm -hmm. I found out what I really thought God was saying to me. And I would sometimes have to go in a closet and make a little bed in there and stay for a day. Sometimes I slept in there um, to try to hear God's voice and my own voice instead of my should voice and my voice of what other people might want from me. Mm. And the voice got so loud and I would write down what this voice in my head was saying to me and it was always things like you should do more don't be selfish don't disappoint anybody don't let anybody down why aren't you giving more why aren't you doing more it was always not enough not enough that voice and i think the voice hadn't been that strong in my head because i always served the voice i did what the voice told me and so then it didn't have to be loud now when i couldn't give anymore um, the voice just overwhelmed me and um no it would be tricky because those messages kind of sound like they're God. very Give, spiritual serve, like that's what yeah we're supposed to do. yeah like how could i say that's yeah. not god so i would start i started to write down um all the things i was thinking and one mm. day it hit me um i have thought that voice was god and until it got so loud that it was idiotic ridiculous to think it was god when it was soft enough it was like yeah god is nudging me god is you know, he's telling me to think of others. Mm-hmm. He's telling me to do all those good things. And I started to, um, a friend of mine said, why don't you ask God what he thinks of the voice? And so when I would have those thoughts and I'd write them down and I'd say, God, are you saying these things to me? And um, I learned from a book that John recommended, The um, Ignatian Adventure. At the time, I really couldn't even read anything for that year. I just would be by myself. And you're I, a reader normally. Yeah, yeah, that's how I solve something is mm-hmm. I read something about it and I just I I I just needed to hear my own voice and God's and 
Um, and I learned over and over again that those words weren't God's. And the way I could tell, it wasn't like he said something verbally to me, but when I would think, God, I think these might not be your words, mm. I would get this deep peace, like my whole body, wow. my bones would just um, sink. I would feel like I can't even turn over, I can't move, I am so deeply at peace. And then when I'd start thinking again, yeah, but maybe you think I'm being selfish, I would get um, disturbances inside, yeah. And I started to, um, I felt like what God did was upside down, inside out of everything I've ever thought was the right way to live. And um, the, the, um, to start to hear the voice of God um, took great courage for me because I kept thinking, he's going to be mad at me. If I think this, I'm going to disappoint him if I think I can just rest. And he taught me to fast from the very thing, talking about Lent and fasting and feasting, mm -hmm. to fast from the very thing that I thought he was telling me to do, wow. which was to give to others. And for a whole year, I really didn't give anything to anybody. I didn't even want to talk on the phone. I wanted to be alone. I, um, something so deep in me was healing. And then, so he had me fast from giving, from serving others, so that I could find out the false voice was not him. That was never his voice. And then he taught me to feast on the very things I thought I should fast from, like um, to eat, I enjoyed it a little too much, and um, sleeping, I would take naps every day, I would take care of myself, and he taught me to feast on the very things that I'd spent a lifetime thinking I shouldn't, I shouldn't indulge in. and. Um, and I learned to re my, rewrite my little Be Careful um, song that it starts with the Father up above is looking down in love. Wow. So be careless. Don't, don't have any care wow. about what you see, little eyes, or where you go, little feet. Wow. Be careless because mm. your Father up above is looking <laughs> down in love. Mm. And it was, it was the most painful year of my life, and it was the most rich year of my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But um, I still have to struggle every day, well, not every day, but more, many days, with hearing the old voice and thinking, okay, I recognize my insides are getting churned up instead of more relaxed. And um, from the book, I learned to ask the question, if I continue thinking this way, will it lead me closer to God or further from God? And to bring him my emotions, which I think I hadn't done. I think I just judged my emotions, but I had not been completely honest with God. I'd been careful with him. And I started being um, careless, not having a care about what I said to him. And I thought I had a great handle on grace and who God was. And I knew exactly what Dallas said. I knew it in my head what was the right way, but that wasn't what was happening inside of me. And I'd spent a lifetime trying to please him and be careful with him. And he said, instead, feast and be careless. Yeah. And uh, what, what, a, what a relief. I feel like I have my joy back and I don't live with this sense of, I should. I should all the time. Well, it's killing me. This <clears throat> it feels like it was like two minutes and we got to stop. Um, you do this again sometime with me? I'd love to. I'd and, love to. Uh, you might just think today about what's the voice inside you that you're most likely to confuse mm -hmm. and think is God when it's really not God? Yeah. 
and what might God be calling you to fast from mm -hmm. and what might God be calling you to feast on in this season that might not look like what people think is spiritual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Too bad that you don't get to have Barbie as your sister. <laughs>